Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go, people. It is Friday, November the 15th. Congratulations. You have uh, actually made it through another week in one piece. And, yes, hopefully along the way you were able to pad that bankroll of yours. Head into this weekend ready to double, triple, quadruple it as the games, they keep it coming here. And it ain't going to slow down tonight as we've got, yep, even more college hoops games that are going to be available for you to bet on here tonight after a 18-team or 18-game, rather, card last night. You're going to have a whole lot more tonight. In fact, you're going to have 47 of them to bet on. You are also going to have eight NBA games, five NHL games, Two college football games getting ready for what is going to be an epic week 12 in college football because (laughs) we are rooting for chaos, man. And chaos can certainly hit us come Saturday night. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll break down some of these games here. We'll talk to our, uh, our college basketball guru there. We'll get Maxwell Smart on later next hour, and we'll get his pick since he, I believe he went 3-1 and one on the onesie games he gave us last week. So keep it bringing, baby. Uh, keep it bringing the winners. That's what we do here. We make it rain. Now, plenty to go over last night in the world of sports. Headlines galore. Major League Baseball, MVPs. Hell, even Mello managed to figure out a way to get back into the NBA. But, of course, anything you're going to hear today is going to center around what was one of the worst football games you have uh, probably seen all year long. It was filled with uh, turnovers, missed field goals, uh, guys that uh, three and outs. Uh, It was as ugly as ugly gets. But. Thank goodness for the final 10 seconds, because that's really only anybody's ever going to talk about. This game will also go down in history as one that we will never forget. Where were you kind of thing? Like, where were you when? And the question is, where were you when Miles Garrett decided to play whack-a-mole with Mason Rudolph's head and helmet? And that is what people are going to be asking for eternity here, because that's all anybody cares about for some reason is the fact that, yeah. Yeah, Miles Garrett in the final 10 seconds of that game last night kind of lost his cool. And, oh, yeah, um, Pittsburgh lost. Uh, But besides all of this, they lost, and Cleveland won, but Cleveland might have lost by actually winning. I can't think of anything more Cleveland and Pittsburgh in the AFC North than what the hell took place last night. If it ain't Montez Perfect taking out Steelers left and right, it's the damn Cleveland. I don't know if it's the AFC North or what's going on. Here's what I know. My ticket cashed. Why? Because Mason Rudolph is exactly what we thought he was, a fraud. You can't throw four interceptions on the road and win a damn game. And that's exactly what he did. But they might have just lost one of the best defensive play. Not might have. They are going to lose one of the best defensive players in the league, Dane, at probably the worst time because 
They won that game, and they have an opportunity to make some noise here moving forward, but they're going to have to do it without Miles Garrett. So even when Cleveland wins, Dane, they lose. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Morning, Joe. Morning, Degenerate, to make it rain. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. You know, you're absolutely right, Joe. There's a lot of interesting stuff in this game. Okay, and you're right. The Browns are now four and six with a a schedule that lightens up moving forward. Right. And you heard people like Baker and Freddie Kitchen say this is the first time since these Browns have been back in Cleveland that they've beaten Baltimore and Pittsburgh in the same season. Right. And Joe, honestly, all season long, we've talked about kind of the the lack of discipline of the Browns. Right. The kind of uh, entitled uh, PR stuff around the Cleveland Browns, right? Freddie Kitchens, Baker Mayfield, Old Dell with a watch and cleats and all that, Joe. But but this is a completely different category, Joe. I really think that a problem will be if people try to be like, oh, of course it's the Browns, this happened, right? And yes, that was a crazy game, okay? Multiple concussions and penalties with the Browns. Yes, okay, that was all there. But this thing with Miles Garrett is completely a different level, Joe. It really, really is. It is completely a different level. The man committed assault on the football field, okay? And I'll tell you the truth. When I look at the replay, I think Mason Rudolph, like, tried to yank Miles Garrett's helmet off first. I really do. But it doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter. Um. <clears throat> I've never seen anything like this on the football field. Imagine if he made contact with not like the bottom of the helmet on his head, but like the face mask or the crown of the helmet. He would have opened Mason Rudolph up. He would have been bleeding in the end zone. We'd be having a different conversation. And in this league where we talk about player safety and in this league where we talk about protecting the quarterback, Joe, um, the NFL has to drop the hammer, right? There's six games left in the regular season, Joe. I don't think Miles Garrett will be playing in any of them. And you're right, because just when it happens with the Cleveland Browns and it could open up for them and they could be talking about good things, they're going to be talking about this as a circus that is part of the Cleveland Browns when this is some outside-of-the-box incident that Miles Garrett did himself. Yeah, it's... um. It's great. I mean, let's face it, the NFL is uh, entertainment, and boy, we get a show. And it's and the problem is, unfortunately, many of you probably went to bed because the game sucked, and it was pretty much over right. by the time this all happened anyway. On the last play of the game, just, there was no reason to even hike the damn ball. You weren't winning 21-7. to 7. The only thing you were right. going to do is probably throw it to Cleveland again. Uh, it was a frustrating game, certainly from a Pittsburgh standpoint. Cleveland made enough plays on a short week again to be able to win this game. Odell Beckham. There were things to be excited about if you were a Cleveland fan, although not perfect, but you're Cleveland. You're never going to be perfect. But to get Odell in the end zone, to have a tight end, you know, get his first reception the way he did, Randy Moss in it over the defense. I mean, there was was some things to be really excited about if you were Cleveland. But unfortunately... You know, you're waking up this morning going, what do you mean? What do you mean we lost Miles Garrett for this season? No, not the injury. Yeah, you've lost Miles Garrett because Miles Garrett is a Cleveland Brown. And And there's so many other pieces to talk about. Cleveland Brown. 
you yeah, know, like there's what plenty is, to what get is, to. Is and, uh, you know, unfortunately, none of it has to do with what's on the field and what happened. But unfortunately, it's it is what it is. So we'll break it down. In fact, we'll let you hear from Miles and Tomlin and Rudolph. You'll hear it all coming up next. Sure. We make it rain. Yeah. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. see why it started um but it's inexcusable uh, it, you know I don't, I don't care rivalry or not uh, we can't do that that's that's kind of the history uh, of you know what's been going on here lately hurting yourself and that's just endangering the other team uh, it's inexcusable he knows that um i hope he does now it's just it's tough um, We'll see. Mason Rudolph, a friend of yours, Miles Garrett, a uh, teammate of yours. What were you saying to your teammates over there to kind of calm everybody down? Uh, I don't think there's anything in that moment that I can really say to calm him down. Uh, you know what? The, the reality is he, he's going to get suspended. Uh, we don't know how long, and that hurts our team. Mason Rudolph, after the game, moments after the uh, benches were cleared and uh, a game of whack-a-mole took uh, place there in the end zone uh, at the – Final seconds ticked off the clock in a 21 to seven victory by the Cleveland Browns here. Now two in a row go to four and six on the season while Pittsburgh drops to five and five. And I'll say this, um, it's just such a unique situation from the standpoint of there were a lot of people with their mouths hanging open. There were a lot of people did not know what to say, how to act. You put a guy that normally opens mouth and inserts foot on the national stage with a microphone in his thing. And I got to tell you, for the first time, Baker Mayfield was the grown-up in the room. And, you know, as terrible as the situation is for Miles Garrett, I got to tell you, I could not – I'll give him credit. I mean, I got no problem ripping him because he deserves it. But at the same time – a guy like Baker to be able to be in that moment to actually be the voice of reason and the sound, I think maybe he gets it. And there could have been, you could have compounded that Baker by going the complete other route, point and fit, like you pointed the finger and took responsibility for your teammate. And you explained you didn't make any excuses. You said and did for the first time, Dan, I think I have heard, he said and did exactly the things you need out of a franchise quarterback. He took responsibility. So he didn't take any of the weight off him. He didn't make the story about, holy crap, did you hear what Baker Mayfield said after the game, which is tends to be what we get usually with him. I thought he did a pretty good job in a situation where nobody was in his ear. This was what Baker really thought. And I got to tell you, uh, all in all, I thought he did a pretty good job. Kudos to Baker Mayfield for not throwing gas on the fire, which he's been known to do. I agree with you, Joe. I agree with you. What he said on the field with Aaron Andrews that you just played um, was the right thing to say. 
Yep. Okay. It was the right thing to say. Um, you know, he was like, it doesn't matter what happened. He was like, I didn't see what happened. Right. Right. Um, to just in case whatever Miles Garrett's going to say or whatever comes up. But it don't matter what happened. It's mm. inexcusable. Right. And he spun it Perfect. forward to ultimately what will happen is that we will be without Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is their best defensive player. Miles Garrett came into this year as a defensive player of the year candidate. If you don't know how good Miles Garrett is, he was mm -hmm. starting to like realize the potential of being the number one overall draft pick. And Baker was saying that don't matter. He's going to miss this time. And when we're looking mm -hmm. to make a run, he's going to hurt his team. And, and Joe, I agree with you that he said the right thing. The only thing I would say is that this incident was so clear and obvious of, like, who was at fault and, like, what was the right thing to say that I don't know how much credit I give Baker. And this is not me jumping on Baker because we, you know, have had fun with him. Well, I'm saying he did say the right thing. All I'm saying is I don't know how much credit to give him because, like, this was a situation where it was pretty easy to just use the, like, company line coach speak and, and have, like, what you said, that it came out that he said the right thing. You know, it's very easy to know what the right thing is to say here, that it's inexcusable, that, like, that's all I mean. You know what I mean? Like, he, he – of course he was going to say that, in my opinion. Like, that was the low-hanging fruit. So, yes, he did it, but I don't know if you get a lot of credit for that because I think it was so obvious and easy – to say the quote-unquote right thing here because it was so obvious, because it was so over the line. Well, it was also so obvious that teammates of his were celebrating on the sideline. So I don't know how obvious <sighs> it was to all of the Cleveland Browns, but the bottom line is you need your quarterback, the face of the yeah. franchise, to stand and up and do exactly what he did last and he night. Did. And he is a guy that has done nothing but throw gas on fires and create fires that weren't there. Even worse, creates yeah. storylines and soap opera and drama that didn't need to be. And given the timing of that microphone in his face and the yeah. way he reacted, I think for the first time we got to actually see, you know, Baker Mayfield not be an a-hole and not make it all about him and us. And Like he did, sure. he did exactly what you want your CEO, your quarterback to do. Don't make excuses. Get out in front of it. And don't, whatever you do, Baker, don't make you the story, which he has done countless times in the past. They can, they can, making it all about him and what he said. No. But I disagree with you that it's not cut and dry as far as I'm concerned. Miles Garrett is without a doubt going to be suspended. Yay. Six games. He's going to go on. We'll forget about this come opening kickoff on Sunday. I can assure you of that. But okay. to sit there and ignore the sequence of events that took place prior to yes. is ridiculous, yes. is absolutely ridiculous. There's no excuse for what Miles Garrett did. You don't play whack-a-mole with a dude's head in his helmet. Like, you don't do right. it. But you also don't sit there and try and take a dude who's 275 pounds yes while he's laying on trying to rip his damn helmet off. And then what you don't do is once you get to your feet and your helmet is off, what you don't do is try to come over your offensive lineman to go after Miles Garrett. I want to see. I know what's going to happen to Miles Garrett. There's no right. excuse. He's good. What about Mason? What are you going to do about Mason Rudolph, Roger Goodell? What what exactly role? Because to say it doesn't matter is ridiculous because it does matter. 
including kicking him in the head if you're pouncy. Everybody involved in that 30 seconds had a role and has responsibility. You can't just say, oh, well, the outcome justifies everything else that happened up to it. No, it doesn't. What is going to happen to Mason Rudolph? Because nobody's talking about it. Everybody's making it seem just uh, it's Miles Garrett. My, oh, really? Well, Miles Garrett's probably not swinging that helmet if Mason Rudolph's nowhere to be near him. No, I, I don't disagree with you, Joe. I said that in the very beginning. I said in the very beginning, and I think Mason Rudolph tried to rip Miles Garrett's helmet off first. I said that at the very beginning, Joe, and that's what I was saying watching this. I was like, why is it only Miles Garrett that did this? Mason Rudolph, if you look at it, here's, here's to me what happened. What this play was was a screen, right, and then Miles Garrett, yes, um, you know, took Mason Rudolph to the ground in a way that is a 15-yard penalty in this day and age in the NFL, okay? However, that to me was a football play, the original thing, Miles Garrett mm-hmm. taking Mason Rudolph to the ground. Correct. That is a football play, okay? Then, you are right, I said it too. Mason Rudolph then tries to, like, yank when they're on the ground, Mason Rudolph is pulling uh miles garrett's helmet off yes Mm -hmm. yes okay and that to me is not a football play that is what started to go above like outside of football stuff i agree with you okay and then in my interpretation of what i saw in the video miles garrett was in essence like oh you want to pull off helmets i'll show you how you pull off a helmet because I'm a lot stronger than you, little boy. And that's what happened, right? He takes it off. Also, not a football play, right? But then, yep, and Mason goes after him. The offensive linemen are there, and then he swings the helmet. Joe, to me, the helmet swing and hitting him is even another line going from not a football play craziness, like animosity on the field, to actually almost criminal behavior. Right. Assault, in essence. Um, But I do agree with you in that middle of like not a football play and like, whoa, this is crazy. Was Mason Rudolph also right? Mason Rudolph also yanked for trying to take his helmet off. Yes. But and also pouncy, punched and kicking him. Yes. But Miles Garrett is still going to be the story because that was still next level behavior. Well, the ends don't justify the means, but. We'll see exactly what Roger Goodell does here because that's always been the message. Ends don't justify the means. Well, let's see how many Steelers get suspended. Talk about that coming up. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, so welcome in here on this Friday. I cannot believe it. It is already November. 
Wow, the 15th. Damn. And we want to, of course, ask you to find us on YouTube. Never miss a show. Never miss a beat. Sports Grig Network is where you can find us there. Subscribe. And, of course, all the fantasy and sports wagering info you need all the time is also on Instagram at SportsGridTV. And if NHL is the way you uh, like to go there, then chances are you probably want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season. And you can join DailyRoto.com and learn from the very best daily fantasy sports players. You can get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS. You can get line combinations and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. Bottom line here is if you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are pretty much doing it wrong, guys. Enter the promo code ACTION. Get yourself a 10% discount. That promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. And keep in mind, and we've brought them on here, DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. And the NFL, also where millionaires are made. It's also where... Millions are taken away from players who make millions of dollars because they do stupid things. And that's pretty much what's probably going to happen here to Miles Garrett, who I am sure at some point the uh, the press release. And I and, and I if I was a betting man, which all right, that's ridiculous, but Clearly I would <laughs> I would out of doubt say that somewhere today around four thirty five o'clock. The announcement will be released. Not a lot of fanfare, no nothing about Miles Garrett being sat down, suspended, commissioner's exam, whatever it is, the NFL will not make a big deal of this. They will dump this in the typical 4.30 Friday news dump where none of us are going to be able to talk about it until Monday. But even at Monday at that point, like I said, we're, we'll we've already moved past it. We've already moved past. Like, nobody's going to care. So the uh, the NFL's better than most with those uh, with those timely news dumps of pretty important stuff. So Miles Garrett's gone. Miles Garrett also, and I, which I thought was interesting, uh, they put a microphone in his face after the they game. Did. And I'm pretty sure that he understood just as well that, yeah, yeah, he screwed up as well. Now we're good. It's going to come back to, to hurt our team. You know, the guys who, who jumped in the scrum, you know, I appreciate you know, my team having my back, but it just never got to that point. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, He went on to say, of course, you know, again, he's another guy. He said the right things. He realizes he screwed up, and uh, he knows that, listen, it's going to come down. So it, it is what it's going to be. There's no point in crying over spilt milk, but I, I always find it fascinating, Dane. I love the fake moral outrage from former players and, and current players in the NFL. I just, I find it hilarious that guys that make their living by being borderline lunatics and being asked to almost kill people in different ways, you know, by accident or whatever, but put yourself in such situations that, you know, you got to be so violent at times to be able to survive and then go, here's the line. And then we act all crazy when, oh, I can't believe, I can't believe Aaron Hernandez killed people. I can't believe my, I can't believe Vontez, Bur- I can't, we go through this thing and act like we are so surprised that yeah. the single most violent game on earth that guys make hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars playing, they are paid to be psychos, controlled psychos. But if anybody thinks that's an easy thing to accomplish, 
you're out of your damn mind. So the idea that he snapped the the moral, the fake moral outrage from player, like guys, back it up. Like, like slow down. You know what this game is. Did he cross the line? Yeah, yeah. he's going to pay for it. But let's not make it seem like he went out on the field and he's and he's OJ and every he's knifing people like all like slow down the fake moral outrage. It's a byproduct of a game, Dane, that makes billions of dollars. You're asking guys to go up to that line, but don't cross it. Don't act all surprised when guys cross it, Dane. Please don't. Yeah, I hear you, Joe. And you know what? I was going to bring this up in a kind of completely different, lighthearted way about a week ago. Joe, do you remember about a week ago when we interviewed Lorenzo Neal, Mm -hmm. right? And do you remember how after that segment, we were blown away by all I could say is his – his passion, his enthusiasm, shall we say, right? And we were like, wow, you know, but then I really wanted to tell you after that or the next day, like, to have a 16-year career as a fullback in the NFL, mm-hmm. you that's you kind of got to be like that, right? Like, that is the way, that is what has to be your DNA in order to be an NFL player like that. You know what I mean, Joe, right? Like, yep, absolutely. that's what you're saying, right? These guys yep. are trained Killers, in essence, like that's what it is required, required <laughs> to do that job. OK, and I really thought about that after we interviewed Lorenzo Neal. I was like, you know what? That's got to be the makeup of some dude. If you're going to be fullback, if you're going to be on kickoff coverage for that, for goddamn sake, right? You know how hard that is to turn off? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. And so and, and what you're talking about is the line. Right. And that's yeah. why I was trying to say, like, in the last segment, I was like, OK, him bear hugging Mason Rudolph to the ground is like a quote unquote football play still, right? Like, where is the line between what, you know, some people could call assault mm-hmm. with like the football craziness, with, you know, getting in the heat of the moment and all that stuff? And I, I agree with you, Joe. It's very easy for people sitting on their couch or people with microphones and blazers to talk about where that line should be. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you are in, you're in battle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and it's a little it's it, you have to have that kind of dog in you. Yep. Okay? Yep. With yeah. all that said, the line was crossed. Right? So like and I think all of these things could be true. You know what I mean, Joe? And that's why this is weird, right? Like, yeah, I I'm okay with Pouncy on some level defending his teammate, but punching and kicking the man? I don't know. Right. Like, was it a football play that, you know, uh, uh, Mason Rudolph was pissed off that he got ridden to the ground? I don't know. Joe, does the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson got blown the F up earlier in that game, did that have anything to do with it? I don't know. You know what I mean? But it's so hard to draw the line in what we are talking about being completely like sanctioned violence. So how do you go ahead and draw the line and split hairs on this? It's very slippery slope. And yes, Miles Garrett went over the line. Absolutely. I'm not justifying it. You know what I mean? But it's very hard to split hairs and try to say what's okay and what's not in an environment where everybody is purposely running out to kill everybody. <laughs> he will pay for what he yeah. did for crossing the line. End of yeah. discussion. The, the, this whole this whole conversation started not whether he was right or wrong in his actions, but the fake moral outrage right. and what these people screaming who have played the game, 
who are on the field either currently or prior talking about I'm sick to my stomach. Like, what? Who are you kidding? Like, you got to like, give me a break. If that was your teammate, you'd have been like, uh, does it surprise me? Guys were celebrating on the sidelines. for Absolutely not. That's what you created. That's what this league is. You have to be a borderline psycho in order to be able to go out there and say, you know what I'm going to do to my body this year uh, for the next 10 years? I'm just going to go ahead and make it so when I'm 45, I might not know who I am. And, oh, yeah, I might not be able to walk. But, hey, you know, let's draw those lines in the sand and act like, uh, you know, totally morally outraged like he is the Antichrist right now. Like, guys, stop, please. All right? In the scope of things that, uh, that could happen, should happen, it, yeah, no. Like, did he screw up? Yes. Is he going to pay? Yeah. Yes. Let's yeah. not make this be like a friggin' travesty. You know, he's not Aaron Hernandez, guys. Right. He's not O.J. Simpson, all right? Absolutely. He sat there, he swung a helmet, and anybody that's been in a fight, by the way, guys, anybody that's oh. ever felt threatened yeah, and had to grab whatever, like a chair or a beer bottle that's ever been yeah. in a brawl around, you know, you're not thinking clearly at that friggin' point. It's all instinct. So... Does he realize he had a helmet? He was probably going to throw a haymaker whether he had the helmet or not, right? I mean, so probably he will pay for it. Yes, but don't don't act all of this and make him out to be this crazy. He's got to be thrown out. Never allow him in the game again, Dane. He's got to be gone. That's it. Nope, ship him off. Don't let him in. He should never play the. Oh, stop! That's exactly what the NFL is. You create lunatics like that, and then you go. I, right. I can't believe he crossed the line, Dane. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. I'm just, I, I hear you. He, like, he can't be able to play. That's why, Joe, that's ah. why I led with this with the idea of Lorenzo Neal and what the mentality must be for an NFL player, right? And like, that's what we're saying, you know? Like, that's what this is, people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Plus a defensive player whose job is sure. to kill the quarterback. This is a, this dude is 6'5", <laughs> 270. He, it, like... <laughs> And we celebrate that what he is, right? Like, that's what this is. We celebrate that. And listen, I agree with you, Joe. Did he cross the line? Yes. Will he be held accountable? Yes. Yes. Okay, absolutely. And I'm not diminishing that, right? (laughs) But – a, I listen, Joe. We see this similarly. I didn't know this morning if we were going to see this similarly or not, you know, because there's a lot of ways to see this. And I do think we largely agree on what this was. Okay. Um, yes, it was. It went outside of a football play at some point, but there was a whole lot of other stuff. And I'm also very interested to see uh, what Pouncey gets, if anything. What Mason gets, yeah. if anything, what the other guy, the, the other Cleveland Brown lineman who then pushed Mason gets, yep. if anything, because the NFL, also the NFL has to try to prove, has to try to front like they care about player safety, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yep. the quarterback position and headshots, like this is outlandish. It really is in the football context. Yeah. If we understand, I- it's the monster we have created, right? And I am that's shocked. And by the way, bad look for the NFL, Joe. Let's, let's it's not such act a bad like, look. guys, this has never happened either. Okay, there was a. I remember years ago there was a University of Miami. There was a hurricane oh, yeah. fight where a dude came off the sideline with yeah. his helmet and was swinging it at people. Yeah. Like let's. Albert Haynesworth stomping on people's heads. Yeah, like slow the moral outrage. Save it for somebody who cares, suspended. please. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Another loaded uh, night here in the world of sports. Uh, we've got what 48 college uh, hoops games here. We got uh, we got seven or eight NBA games, five or six NHL games. Oh yeah, and two. That's right, count them two. College football games here, and actually good ones too. Conference USA get ready for Marshall trying to take down Louisiana Lafayette. They've only got one loss on the season. Marshall six and three, trying to do their very best. Uh, to keep their uh, their chances of a Conference USA championship open. I think that's going to be a great game. And then tonight, uh, get ready for a little Fresno State, little uh, Mountain West after dark. Got a late game coming up, so plenty of ways for you guys to be able to profit here today. Coming up next hour, we'll start diving into some of these, uh, some of these matchups, of course, this weekend, college and pro. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the... So what happens? So now that we know Miles Garrett is going to be suspended, he is. All right, and we'll all forget about this uh, come Sunday once the games go out. But from the actual moving forward standpoint, you know what happens here for these teams? All right. So what exactly? What exactly took place last night? Well, what took place is you now have a situation where the Steelers um, are in a bit of trouble. Um, they are now five and five with the situation. You've got Cleveland, which is now four and five. And when you look at the big picture, I mean, listen, all of these guys possibly suspended for the Cleveland Browns, right? Their upcoming schedule guys, they're taking on, uh, I do believe, what is it? Miami in week 12. And then then Pittsburgh again, Joe. And then Pittsburgh again. So in two weeks, that's going to be an interesting one. We'll be at it all over again. But the truth is, you know, the Steelers are heading to the Bengals. Okay. So both of these teams, you know, they'll be they'll be fine. They got to keep winning games in the scope of things, because understand, we will all forget this in another week, guys. This won't be the biggest story that goes around. It's easy to get outraged and be so surprised right now. But the truth is, Pittsburgh's got to keep winning games because Baltimore sitting there last night watching these two teams and go, oh, God, Uh, Pittsburgh, you've got problems. I mean, as good as that defense is and it's great. Your offense is as limited as humanly possible. And that was exactly my point all week long was somebody's going to have to make a play in this game. And to this point, Mason Rudolph has made no plays. The defense has made plays. The defense or the other team that they beat here in this four-game winning streak, they made plays against themselves. But Mason Rudolph has never taken a team or or driven back and and hasn't been – he, five out of seven starts, he hasn't thrown for 200 yards. But somehow, with the wind blowing off the river last night, you saw how good that worked in the kicking game, guys. Right. Uh, he was somehow, when they got down, going to bring this team back. Uh, I, I did not see it. And sure enough, he didn't see it either because all he saw was ghosts wearing Cleveland Browns jerseys, and he kept throwing it to them. And, you know, 
say what you want about the guys out of things. You had Connor back, then he left. He is limited, and it's just a fact of life for Pittsburgh. He's limited in what he can do. You are better equipped to play ahead. You are not in a situation. You are not built to come from behind with him at quarterback. I don't know what the answer is if I'm a Steelers fan, but what you saw last night is the reality of what's going on here. Congratulations putting a streak of four wins together, guys. But when you dive into the numbers in those four wins, your defense was scoring touchdowns. He was not throwing for 200 yards, and you played from ahead. So what happens all of a sudden when you take those things away and go on the road? That's what you got. I think in the long run, Pittsburgh's got bigger problems than figuring out whether or not, uh, you know, who's going to be suspended. They got a quarterback problem. I think that's not going to get any better anytime soon, Dane. Listen, Joe, the man threw for four interceptions. <laughs> you know, I mean, I get it. Right. I will say this, and, and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Like Mason, like when have we ever, when has Mason Rudolph ever proved himself to be able to like kind of make people around him better, make plays, come back? I, I accept that. Right. What I will also say though, on the flip side, Joe, is, you know, it's not like Cleveland played great either. Okay. Like there was a time in, you know, before this happened, the fight happened and all like early to mid fourth quarter when I looked up and I was like, how is this game still 14 to seven, Joe? Mm. You know, like you're right. Pittsburgh couldn't do anything. Mason throwing the ball to the other team. I don't know how much of an excuse this is, but you do have to acknowledge they were without their number one running back and without their top two wide receivers, right? And an offensive line that was playing subpar. So, you know, a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't do good without their top three weapons, right? But I don't know how much of it is Mason Rudolph and how much of it was the lack of playmakers. Even Tomlin said we had some inexperienced guys there and, you know, they didn't they, – we just didn't have enough. They couldn't even get rest. They had to be in there for all the snaps. So that's part of it. But I agree. Listen, Mason Rudolph is not that dude. And I think that's being proven as well. I'm just saying it's not that easy without a running back and your two wide receivers. And it's not like Cleveland looked amazing either. Baker didn't throw for 200 yards. That defense put them in incredible situations left and right. The kicker missed a bunch of field goals. You know, like Kareem Hunt looked good. Chubb is okay later on in the second half. But it's not like Baker and the Browns offense was gangbusters either. There was They had this game. They should have dominated this game, Joe. They should have won this game by 30, in my opinion, because you knew Pittsburgh wasn't able to do anything. And you looked up early fourth quarter, and it was still 14-7. It was like, oh, my God. One play, and Pittsburgh could actually get back in this. But you're right. They did feel inept. I just don't know how much of it is. Like, a lot of teams would look inept without their RB1 and their two top wide receivers as well, Joe, no? Doesn't matter. Not, neither one of these teams is winning the Super Bowl. Like, neither one okay. of these teams at all likely is even going to compete with Baltimore at this sure. point. The point is that Cleveland was better last night by more than three points and cashed the ticket for people. That's really when it comes down to it. Anything more than three, who cares? It's just showing off. You're going to play in two weeks in Pittsburgh, and we're going to do it all over. Same matchup, same everything, minus a couple of pieces here or there. You know, you you feel the team 
Connor hasn't been there for weeks now uh, throughout the season. He hasn't been there for game. You haven't had – you had to go into one game against Miami, which Sam is the only damn guy you had as a running back. So, you know, guys going down or not having your full complement, you haven't had your full complement all year. It's It's been a mess, whether it's the offensive line, your starting quarterback. Everybody is a backup at this particular point. But the reality is it's a bad matchup against a team that can get out in front. Why? They got more playmakers. Somebody's got to make a play. We said this all week long. Was it going to be Odell? Well, he did. He made a play. Made a couple of plays in that game was big. This kid, the uh, the tight end over there that managed to be able to jump over and score that touchdown, his first reach, made a play. Baker made a play. Asking Mason Rudolph to do the same on the road from behind is, again, a situational matchup nightmare. I don't care who they're playing. It's a tough thing to do. And, you know, you weren't playing the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, you know, that that's a, this is a totally different animal, totally different defense on the road. So I do think neither of these teams, ugly game at all hell. But from a matchup standpoint, yeah, I think we can all understand why the books looked at this game and said, yeah, they're two and a half points better, guys. Because you know what? They were two and a half points better because of the limitations and the overvaluing of what Pittsburgh can bring to the table. And it's worth noting this, guys, again, as they move forward. I can't wait to see what this look-ahead line is going to be for Cincinnati. You know, how much better is now this Pittsburgh team than what Cincinnati is after what we see we get from the Raiders? Like, all of this is very fluid, guys, but it doesn't change the fact that Pittsburgh has a way to win. There is a diagram for Pittsburgh to win games. But it's got to be from ahead, and that defense has to be absolutely lights out. And they did a great job last night. But again, neither of these two teams, who in the hell are they going to beat, Dane? Honestly, when we start looking at the upper echelon of these teams, who are they going to beat? None of them are constructed in order to be able to beat anybody except themselves, unfortunately. And that's the sad reality, I think, of the AFC North right now. There's Baltimore, and then it's, I don't know, pick, pick one. Who do you want? Because as far as I'm concerned, they, none of those guys are going to beat anybody. Yeah, I mean, when we talked about the AFC in a more broad fashion, Joe, the other day, you know, I told you, I think I think it comes down to New England and three incredibly talented young African-American quarterbacks. Like, and that's it. Literally. And that's it, Joe. You know, like, I, Buffalo, cool. They could win 10 games. I don't care. Okay. And all these other teams are talking about Oakland, Indy, all, it don't matter. Okay, this is Bill Belichick and the Patriots in the default position, unless one of three incredibly, you know, dynamic young quarterbacks goes out and has a day and beats them. Those three men are Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. That's it. That's yep. the end of the AFC conversation, Joe, right? Tip. And I've, I've I said that before, and this game kind of does not change my opinion. The Colts, the Jaguars, the Raiders can do go- whatever they want. Phillip Rivers can get hot for the month of December. It ain't going to matter to me, mm-hmm. okay? The only thing that will upset the Patriots in the AFC is a Herculean MVP effort from either Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, or Patrick Mahomes. End mm-hmm. of story for the AFC. Okay, so with that being said, (laughs) yeah, you know, but one of the things you said there, Joe, was like Odell Beckham made a play. Uh, The tight end made a play. I would note that on that incredible play by the tight end, like snatching it over the defender's head, I would actually argue that that was a stupid throw from Baker Mayfield. 
because it was 14-7 on third down, and even if you don't make a completion, you kick the field goal and get your two-score lead. But what he did was try to extend the play and throw the ball into a covered player on the middle of the field, risking stuff. I actually think that was a bad... We talk about inputs and outputs, right, Joe? I actually think that was a slow, a stupid play by Baker. He right, because Lord knows Aaron Rodgers and, uh, I don't know, a guy, Brett Favre, didn't make a career, a Hall of Fame career, of, of no, making absolutely. stupid plays. Letting yes. your guy go make a play? What yes. half the throws they've made are stupid, but you know what? They trusted the guy to make a play. What do you what yes. does that gotta do with anything? <laughs> it's a time and place situation. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, Joe. Trust you your still guy to know make a because play. when other wait, when other young quarterbacks make that same mistake and it goes the other way, if that play, if that ball did get interception, the narrative would be, oh, how can you do that? You can't go but ahead the and make conversation that play. Started you throw with it out of another day, get the three points. If a guy makes a play, it's not as stupid. If he doesn't make the play, he does look stupid. That's the NFL. What are you talking about? Of right. course, quarterbacks do this all the time. You yes. look like a hero if you complete it because the guy made the play. If he doesn't make right. the play, you know you know who doesn't look like an idiot? The tight end. The quarterback does. Right. And that's why I'm saying because you started this with how limited Mason Rudolph was. Right? right. And so what I'm also saying is without Juju Schuster there, without Connor there, without Deontay Johnson there, those are the guys who can make your limited play look a lot right. better, Joe. Well, who who was not there that allowed him to be under total duress from the defensive front of Cleveland? Did, were we missing any offensive linemen? Because they didn't allow him any time to throw the ball or even make a play. The guy was under duress the entire game. So the fact that you didn't have your weapons means nothing if you, A, can't run the damn ball and you can't protect your quarterback. And also, say what you want, Cleveland one big zero on that card last night, which Pittsburgh was ultimately doing for him. Can't turn the damn ball over once, not twice, four times. You know how many times Cleveland threw it over? None. So ultimately, the, the whole game, any football game is going to come down to a couple of guys making plays. You want it to be your stars. You want it to be the guys. But it, there's no excuse. You have to make a play if you're on that field. And bottom line, we've said it all the time with Jameis. What, is Jameis a great quarterback because he throws an 80-yard bomb and hopes that Mike Evans comes down with it? Right. That's why I'm saying this is not necessarily about the limitations of Mason Rudolph. Oh, it's you all about, about his Mason limitations. limitations. He needs he to play people to make plays. Put in the backup quarterback. All right, he's probably being suspended anyway. Give me the uh, give me the other guy, or make sure you go down Saturday to Atlanta. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Guys, got to get ready for it. It's going to be a monster night, monster weekend. Uh, and again, I, yeah, I can't believe it. It happened again last night. It's been like this all week. Uh, we, we've talked more Mac football here in the last couple of weeks. It's been phenomenal. And not because it's like the crap we got uh, uh, that we got 
in some of the games, uh, the NFL primetime Thursday night games like last night, just awful football. Um, some of the most entertaining games have been on these Tuesday, Wednesday night, Thursday night games of Mac football, especially this week where there is never a lead that is safe heading into the fourth quarter. And again, it happened last night where Kent State, a six-point dog in this, uh, went into the fourth quarter down 24 to six, guys. 24 to six, they went into that fourth quarter. And they uh, Kent State outscored Buffalo 24 to three to win 30 to 27. It included a block punt. It included a onside uh, kick that was recovered. It can it, it, just the whole scenario where I don't care if it's 30 to nothing going into halftime with a Mac game. You are do not whatever you do, Dane. Do not turn the TV off. Do not go to bed because there is bound to be something that goes on that is just so over the top. 24, you score six for three quarters, and then all of a sudden you are up for 24 in the final eight minutes of a game in order to win it. Welcome to Mac Football, Dane. Yeah, so Joe, did you have any trolls telling you about uh, what was going down in the game before that outburst by the Tar Heels? No, just apologies. Uh, just apologies oh, okay. there. But I got to tell you, it, it makes going to the second half wagering very, insta- uh, very interesting because you looked at it and you're going, um, this ain't safe. Like, there's no way. Like, like the second half line was 22 and a half. And I'm going, they're, they're, they're going to score more than 22 and a half, aren't they here? It's a Mac right. football game, right? I mean, like, it, hell, they yeah. scored 24 alone in the fourth quarter. Mac football is not exactly the nicest or the crispest football you will see, Dan. But I got to tell you, it's some of the most exciting stuff on 500 football teams I've ever seen. Yeah, good stuff, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> Maction. The midweek matching. I love it. I, you know, it's, it's like, me up. Man, 24. Oh, day. guys, if you had under tickets this week on any of those, oh, ah, damn. By the way, it was uh, 56 and a half was the closing line in that game. They scored 57. Oh. See it's like the books know.